0: Oh,
1: those are just little
0: girl panties with the crotch cut out.
1: No, no, no. They're not my children's crotchless <laughs> panties. They're no, my dogs. No, I this, swear. These are my dogs. Welcome to Slasher, I Hardly Know Her. It's a horror movie review podcast. Oh, but it's so much more. Today we have a special guest. A little bit later we'll be joined by Dr. Alex. And we're going to be talking about 1989's Society, a movie so strange you might not want to watch it. But you're going to want to watch it because you need to watch it because you're going to want to talk about it around the water cooler because it is uh, fucked up. Also, we're going to be playing a little game show. We call Final Girl. It is the game show that is sweeping the nation and mopping the rest of the globe. And also, we'll be doing what else are you into? And we're going to have some great, crazy, silly, silly commercials. But hey, without further ado, do let's bring on our very special guest. He is one of the surliest sons of bitches I ever met. I love him. I think about him day and night. He's wonderful. He's smart. He's handsome. I voted for him for Sexiest Man Alive. And Paul Rudd, you sack of shit, you stole it from him. It should have gone to Alex. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Alex. Ah, what's
0: up, you dirty motherfucker?
1: Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Welcome to Alex. I
0: was I was trying to be surly.
1: You are surly. You are an uncaring waste of skin.
0: That's right. And I talk with one eye kind of closed because for some reason that's what the surly guys do.
1: You know, ah. uh, uh, listeners, if you've never heard the show before, uh, but you've heard of a grum roll, Alex is actually <laughs> the creator of I the grum roll.
0: I have to say, it's, it's among it, it, it definitely numbers among the top of my accomplishments, uh, creation of the grum roll. Yeah, Absolutely.
1: A grum roll, uh, for those of you who are uninitiated, is, Don't tell uh, them, when... we'll just
0: do one. Don't tell them, don't tell them. For those that don't it's... know, we'll surprise you with a grum roll. It'll be, a, be it's so an Easter egg for this episode.
1: They're going to be You're... wicked disappointed, no much way. like I was the first time I heard a grum roll. <laughs>
0: Excuse me, the grum roll is amazing. It's drum rolls that are all passe now.
1: You know, I put Grumroll on one of our Instagram posts, and uh, I wondered, you know, most people probably just thought it was a typo. Yep, I met a lot of people who just thought you were an idiot. Probably, and they're not wrong. Mm. Okay, Alex, thank you for coming on the show. How the hell have you been?
0: I've been well. I can't complain about a damn thing on this world. If I could, who'd want to listen to it? <laughs> not me, that's for sure. So Definitely here I am. Me. Uh, as per use for our, uh, for our podcasting, you know, recording sessions, uh, we plan to do this sometime, uh, in the morning and it's now two 30 in the afternoon and our second attempt. So it seems like everything is firing on all cylinders as per use. Uh, it, there's some sort of creature at your home, Micah
1: yeah the mailman just dropped mm. a couple of packages off on the porch and so the one of the puppies is barking doing and its uh, job.
0: Good job dog.
1: It's really all she's good for. She's this hairless mole rat that should be put to sleep and uh, you know
0: hey she did what, what she's supposed to do. Get away yeah, get off my skin, lawn mailman.
1: <sighs> it scratches itself until it bleeds. It's been to the vet so many times uh, for different. Medications to try to fix whatever is ailing her, and she continues to scratch and pull her hair out and just leave uh, bloody scratch marks all over herself. It's it's really quite scary to see.
0: I used to have a dog that did that in college, uh, and she only, she would bite all of the hair off of her, like, her rear end, like right behind her tail. And I mean, like, until she was completely bald and, like, scratched up, and it was terrible. And so I got this great idea that I would buy little girl panties and i would cut the tail and crotch of them out and then she would wear them and it looked stupid as hell but it worked she couldn't get to her she couldn't get to her hair or whatever and you know she just kind of lived with it and all her hair grew back and it was perfect she looked ridiculous but you know she had like little Strawberries and flowers on her little cotton panties, but you know, with the crotch cut out. And so, you know, I had a ton of them because I'd just change them every day and just throw them in the wash. And I kept them all in this like uh, cabinet I had in my bedside table and uh, i had this girl over it was the first time she'd ever come into my bedroom <laughs> and i had to ask her i was like she was looking for something i'm like yeah oh, yeah just get it you know just get it out of there uh, it's in the cabinet right there and she up she was like what is this you know it was like oh those are just little girl panties with the crotch cut out <laughs> like
1: a big pile of them you sick. You sick. Fuck. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming she ran screaming right. and left. Oh, uh, I, I, I'm
0: assuming I probably told her that story, but she was probably just like, whatever. I don't know if I ever saw that girl again or not. I don't. I don't really remember who it was, but uh, yeah. Yeah, that was no, no, uh, no.
1: They're not my children's crotchless panties. They're <laughs> no, my dogs. No, I swear. This, these are my dogs. Why is the crotch <laughs> cut out? Why do they have flowers all over them? These are
0: little cow panties. Uh, and they were. Uh, so let's talk about society, man. This movie is
1: yes, crazy please, weird. Yes, Anything but what we're talking about right
0: now. Let's <laughs> this, jump into that movie. This movie is crazy weird. It's about uh, Beverly Hills. You know the the rich elite in Beverly Hills, and. Uh, They, weird shit goes on. This guy notices, I think he's adopted though, right? The kid, the boy's adopted, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. We hear that a couple times. Yeah, he's, he was adopted.
0: He's adopted and his parents are, you know, weird and his sister's weird. And blonde. And and you think everything's like normal and then he just, weird things start happening and it seems to involve sex and maybe group sex because the guy, the bully at the high school is like, uh. Uh, you know, I had sex with your sister and then everybody else did, too. And then there's some kind of audio recording of that. And uh, I don't remember when he hears the audio recording, but I do love his reaction to it. Like you hear his sister's voice and it's like bad voice acting, you know, and she's like, you know, what, what do you want to do next, guys? Or whatever. They're like, oh, did you enjoy that? And other guys and and the our main character's like, what are you doing? It was he was so shocked. Uh, he was great He was great uh, I think you said he was kind of a combo of John Stamos and uh, Michael J. Fox
1: Definitely Yeah, he had some Uncle Jesse hair I looked a little bit like Stamos And looked a little yeah. bit like Michael J. Fox And acted a lot like young Michael J. Fox
0: I agree I think he got some of his I mean, he definitely channeled a little Michael J. Fox in there Not in a bad way either I mean, like, I, I thought this kid was good I thought, he was a, I thought he was perfect for the role And I think he was pretty good
1: I thought the whole cast did great. Uh, the, the acting was good. It was shot pretty well, looked good. Uh, you know, it wasn't like a complete low budget stinker. It no, had some things going for it.
0: No, but according to Joe Bob, absolutely bombed in the US, but was a hit in like Germany or something.
1: You know what? I read that last night. Yeah, yeah. We were the only place where it wasn't a hit.
0: It was good. It had all the. Uh, it was very 80s in a good way. Uh, Contained The greatest line uh, Ever which was also pointed out on Joe Bob uh, How do you take your tea (laughs) (laughs) Sugar Cream or would you like me to pee in it (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh yeah that was clarissa who looked good i had the hots for Clar- clarissa much like our our leading man billy
0: yeah she was beautiful uh apparently a playmate dated uh at the time of this was dating uh sylvester stallone at one point she dated prince so she made the round she's beautiful and i again i thought she was a pretty good actress i mean i thought she did a good job
1: She did great. Billy did great. uh, And Billy, our our lead character, Billy Warlock, he was also in Baywatch, and I think he did a bunch of daytime TV. That's where I was racking my brain while I'm watching this movie, trying to figure out where I recognized him from. And I was like, you know what? I think he was on Baywatch, and I looked it up. He was on the I think the first two seasons of Baywatch.
0: See, that makes sense because I was gonna say he looked like a he looked like a soap opera star. Like that's, he had that look about him, an 80s soap opera star. Um, so before we get too far into this, Mike, uh, I feel like maybe we should talk about what was going on the year this movie was made.
1: Yes. This very weird, really, really, really strange movie that I, I, I don't, it, it, it's a weird one. But yes, what? 1980, do you mind? I'm trying to record. I've got a puppy talking. Oh. Usually when I put him in his bungalow, he just goes to sleep, but he's extra crazy today.
0: See, that's what you get when you spoil them, man, when you got dogs with bungalows to go off to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they, they don't appreciate what they have in life, and they want more. They only want more. I keep mine in just a, a like, it. It's you, know, you get those doggy beds. Yeah. Uh, now my dog, I just have like some, uh, chicken wire that I've kind of shaped into a bowl shape and they sleep on that and they like it.
1: Wait, your dogs sleep on chicken wire beds,
0: chicken wire beds. Yeah. No blankets, no nothing. I don't have those snooty Beverly Hills society dogs.
1: I guess that's cool. Yeah. Yes, okay, so uh, I I don't know. I feel like that sounds dangerous. I think you should get your dog a more legit bed than this one you have fashioned from chicken wire. All right,
0: fine, you've convinced me. I'll do it. Now, what happened it. in 1989?
1: All right, let's get to it. 1989 was a big year. There is a lot that happened. Serial killer Ted Bundy on January 24th, he was executed by in Florida. He got the electric chair.
0: I am surprised that that happened in my lifetime. Like Ted Bundy feels like a thing that didn't happen in my lifetime. And certainly, I mean, I thought he was done and done before I ever came along, but apparently not. I was here in '89.
1: Uh, What else happened? Oh, the Oscar for Best Picture went to Rain Man Starring Tom Cruise and Dustin Hoffman
0: Michael, would you believe I've never seen it?
1: I would believe you. it because we talked about it the first time <laughs> When we tried to record this and everything went wrong
0: I have not ever seen it I never had a desire to see it Like, just never I'm not a huge Tom Cruise guy though But I mean, you know, I like some of his stuff So there's not, that's not
1: why I didn't watch it I just, just never did uh also in 1989 Fuck. uh Batman Michael Keaton the first Batman came out made 40 mil uh, its uh, first weekend box bet, office record
0: I bet that yeah i bet that was a huge amount back then Now people and, scoff at 40 mil
1: God, He's just he's licking the little latch on his bungalow He's a really smart dog. He's a a boor, a Borador, so he's like a Border Collie Lab mix. He's wicked intelligent. He's probably gonna be like you know Velociraptors in Jurassic Park. He's gonna figure out how to unlock it and like move the latch with his tongue or something like that.
0: I uh, took the wife out for some drinks last night to see if I could get her. A little buzz on, see if I could get her to uh, lick the latch on my bungalow when we got home. And uh, it didn't work. Drank a little too much, fell right asleep on the car ride
1: home. So I was, I
0: had to, had
1: to Alice, you might be asking yourself what else happened in 1989. Yeah, and I, you can say this to yourself Okay. Seinfeld came out on July 5th.
0: God, I can't believe that was in the 80s.
1: Yeah, dude. I mean that. I
0: mean, a show that screams '90s uh, seem it. It does not seem like it could possibly be in the '80s, but.
1: Ooh, ooh, another exciting thing that happened in 1989 on July 31st, Nintendo's Game Boy is released in North America. Oh, did you have a Game Boy? I never did. Oh yeah, I did. I played yeah. it on car rides. It was great. The only thing that sucked about it was you couldn't play it at night. There was no, you know, illumination to the oh, display. Oh yeah, that's it was true. Just, like, that's it true. had to be in perfect lighting.
0: See, I wasn't allowed to like on car rides and stuff. I wasn't allowed to like play games and stuff. I just had to sit in my chicken wire bed. And you know what? <laughs> I never really thought of it. I guess that's probably where I got the idea. Huh. I'll be damned. Thanks, Dad. It's I'm cool. sad for your childhood. <laughs> no,
1: uh, it's great. Here's some more exciting news. August 20th in Beverly Hills, where our movie, Society Takes Place, Lyle and Eric Menendez shoot their wealthy parents to death in the family den. God, I
0: believe that was...
1: Do you I, remember that? Uh, was all I do news.
0: remember that. Do you remember when uh, Ben Stiller spoofed it in Cable Guy?
1: <laughs> no, I haven't seen Cable Guy in probably 20 years. I know people hate uh, that movie, but I really like
0: Cable Guy. I it was that
1: cool. is a good one. I uh, let's see here. October 15th, Wayne Gretzky becomes the leading scorer in the history of the National Hockey League.
0: Wow, I remember that. Played for, well, he eventually played for the Kings, right? You played the whole time for the Kings.
1: You know, if you're like me and you didn't grow up in Canada, Wayne Gretzky was the only hockey player whose <laughs> name you knew. That's
0: true. I liked. I, I. I didn't. I wasn't a big Wayne Gretzky fan, but that was right back then. That that's right in the sweet spot for me in hockey. I loved hockey. Uh, and I love the Toronto Maple Leafs.
1: Also, Congress passed legislation to raise the minimum wage from, Alex, get this. <laughs>
0: oh, great. It's going to be like $3.35, <laughs>
1: wow. all the way up to a whopping $4.25 an wow. hour. Wow. Wow! God damn! Can you believe that? Okay, we're almost done with the news from 1989. There's a lot. Back to, this uh, is a lot. Well, I was planning on just blowing through it, but we had to stop and chat about every fucking item on this list. <laughs> well, I, I, uh,
0: I'll try to. I'll see. I'll try to be less interesting.
1: <laughs> just keep your fucking mouth shut, will okay, you? sure. Yeah. Okay. I told you, folks. He's a, the surliest son of a bitch around. <laughs> uh, November 9th, the Berlin Wall's brought down. November seventeenth, Walt Disney Feature Animations. Uh, they, they brought out their twenty eighth feature film, which was *The Little Mermaid*. Hmm. That's that one, you know, the one with the mermaid. She, her name was Ariel. She had red hair, and goddamn, was she hot! Mm-hmm. It's a hot little mermaid. Mm-hmm. Nice I got tail. hot for that mermaid when I was a kid.
0: Nice piece of tail.
1: And oh, well done. Thank you. <laughs> Smelled a little fishy down there. Oh, uh, gross. You beat me. And, and finally, on December 13th, one Taylor Allison Swift was born. <laughs> what? God. So, we're going to talk about this movie, Society, uh, but first. It's about time to go to the break. And Alex, you know what I always do. I try to pitch to the break. Yes, you do. And then you do something. And then I
0: say, wait, Micah, I think we should play Final Girl.
1: Final Girl? You mean that game show that's sweeping the nation? Uh America's favorite Uh new game show? Uh
0: That's the one. That's the one I'm talking. I believe you even said that it's no longer just sweeping. It's also mopping the nation, you said.
1: Often imitated, never masturbated.
0: Uh-huh, not even once. <laughs> let you know of. Yeah, let's do it.
1: Okay, so we got an Instagram. Have you heard of the Instagram? Yeah, A lot IG, of kids use Insta. it. Insta. That Instagram is so hot right now.
0: Uh-huh, very hot.
1: What you do, you show up on Instagram, and occasionally we will make an announcement. The announcement says something akin to, if you were in a horror movie, a slasher movie, what would your character's name be? And what we do is we take these names that you submit. We select five of you, you five unlucky, brave few who will be part of the final girl challenge where we spin the wheel of death. And we read the fates of our five players. There are four rounds. Each time we read a fate, if you do something dumb, your character, if they drink the booze or take those nasty drugs or, God forbid, lose their virginity, wander off and do something dumb, split away from the group, you're probably going to die. Yep, that's it. But by the end of this show, we will have one survivor, one final girl, and that final girl will win the mystery prize. I think that's about it, right? Did I cover it all, Alex? <laughs> I
0: think you did a great job, man. I, I'm i hyped to play this game.
1: All right, let's meet this week's contestants. Here we go. Contestant number one, please welcome to the show, Felicity Pfeiffer. Hello, Felicity. Welcome
0: to the show.
1: Mercedes Accelerati, come on down. (laughs) What a great name. Good one. Oh, Crystal Wolf, so nice to have you.
0: Welcome to the show.
1: Smith Carlin. I like it. I like it. You know, Smith was actually, uh, I think Smith Carlin was submitted on a friend's behalf. They put their friend's name on there and like, ooh, I put you in the final girl contest. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's it's good. nice to so, you know.
0: to put your friend up without asking him in a game where <laughs> death is dealt every round.
1: <laughs> oh, maybe Smith will win. You never know. You Smith know. could be our final could girl. Could be and finally please welcome to the show nancy lockhart hello nancy okay here we go let's spin the wheel of death and see what happens let that wheel rip
0: (sighs) (laughs) Uh, ah such a musical wheel
1: first up it is nancy lockhart all right nancy nancy roy scored some crystal meth and asks if you want to buy it. But you know drugs can lead to death, so you refuse to try it. You You survive.
0: survive. Well done, Nancy.
1: Nancy will make it to round two. Felicity Pfeiffer. A rich man says he'll buy you a necklace of rubies if you'll let him play with your boobies. You look down and notice he's pitched a tent. You respond with a commanding, Oh please, get bent! You survive. Survived. Well played. I mean, all he wanted to do was play with your boobies. You could have had rubies. Yeah, Come but on, you would have died. Yeah, that's right. You'd never lived to right, so enjoy those
0: rubies. Really worked as it should have.
1: All right, here comes our uh, <laughs> our uh, reluctant player, Smith Carlin. All right,
0: you made it though.
1: By Smith, my math. You, did. you made it past round one. Not bad for your first try. Uh-huh. Well done. Here we go. Uh-oh. Oh, no. A sound from upstairs. Maybe you should go check it out. Instead, you shrug and mutter, who cares? And keep Googling pictures of gout.
0: God. Oh, you're right. You survived, by the way. You
1: survived. I think I said it wrong. I was supposed mm-hmm. to put more uh, emphasis on, uh-oh. Oh, no. A sound from upstairs. Maybe you should go check it out. Instead you shrug and mutter who cares and keep googling pictures of gout.
0: There you go, that's way better.
1: (laughs) Those (laughs) soaps.
0: And you still survive, Smith, so. You did survive.
1: Uh, Keep googling those pictures of gout. Crystal Wolf, Brian is the cutest boy in class. He's smart and handsome and has a great ass. But when he asks you if you want to be each other's firsts, you say, oh Brian, don't be perverse. You survive. You survive. All right. Crystal Wolf made it. Oh, Mercedes Accelerati. Ah, oh, what a great name. It is a, it's a very good name. It Wait rolls off the tongue. Yeah. It
0: just slides right out of your mouth. But now, she probably slides right into a machete
1: or something. Let's find out All what right. happens to Mercedes. Hold on to your butts, people. It's a long fucking ride. Oh God. <laughs> if you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friends. Is playing at the high school dance that marks the school year's end. You've been a good girl, you have straight A's, and were awarded MVP of the soccer team for all your game-winning plays. You think you can't think of a better way to celebrate than to give a blowy to your hot prom date. As you fillet him in the janitor's closet, a scene unfolds and you wish you could pause it. But it's too late. How could you have known? Your prom date Steve poisoned his bone. He greased his weenie with cyanide, and there in that closet, you whimpered and died. <laughs> oh, yeah! Wow. Oh, you did well, not. that's the first. Mercedes is definitely dead, and I'm frankly a little worried about Steve's I weenie. Know. I don't I'm know what sure cyanide Steve's does to make the it skin. Either. I
0: think it's probably bad. <laughs> I think if you apply cyanide, something you should probably wear gloves. Uh, <sighs> so yeah,
1: all right, it might have been a twofer there. Wow,
0: wow. Yeah, I think that was worth yeah.
1: the long meandering rhyme. I'm good. I'm glad we made it there. And uh, Accelerati, Miss Mercedes Accelerati, rest in peace. Thank you for playing. Please come back again. As we always say, we love repeat offenders. And you four survivors, we will find out what happens after the break. And we'll talk more about 1989's fucked up masterpiece, Society. We'll talk some about it, at least. (laughs) we barely talked about it
0: these hot dogs your mom made are disgusting they're turkey dogs fuck my life i'm never coming over to play again i called rock legend legend alice Alice cooper Cooper. what What are are you you doing doing here? here Get those sad wieners out of your mouths, kids, and try these. What are they? Alice Cooper's Frankenweenies. These aren't made of turkey, are they? Maybe. Every Alice Cooper's Frankenweenie is different, thrown together from parts in our lab, just like Frankenstein. You mean Frankenstein's monster. Frankenstein is actually the dog. Just read the package if you don't believe me. The first ingredient in mine is toes. Mine says bunghole. You bet it does. Alice Cooper's Frankenweenies. They're monstrously delicious weenies to your children.
1: Welcome back to the show. We hope you enjoyed that delicious commercial from our very real sponsors. We are joined today by our very special guest, Alex. Hey, hey, that's me. You might know him from uh, that one thing and some other stuff. And we are talking about 1989's Very, very bizarre, very fucked up film uh, called Society.
0: Man, this movie was a wild ride. You said you had seen, like, pictures and clips from it, but you'd never actually seen the movie?
1: Nope, never seen the movie. Yeah, I've seen plenty of clips because I'm always hunting for horror clips for our Instagram. Uh, and yeah, society's got some really weird shit, but I'd never seen the movie from the beginning. I only saw the, I guess just clips of the, of the, uh, practical effects done by, what's his name? Madman George, screaming, mad George, screaming, mad George, who apparently is a fucking master at what he does. Cause that shit looked, looked pretty fucking cool.
0: Uh, some of it was a little much, uh, some of it was a little out there. Like it looked pretty bad, but yeah, he was like. I mean, I and, and as far as I know, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he's still a special effects artist. Uh, I tried to follow him on Twitter some time ago, but, you know, he's Japanese. And so everything he does on Twitter is in Japanese. So I couldn't understand it. So I think I unfollowed him. But uh, yeah, he was I mean, he was big. He did some pretty big Hollywood movies. Uh, he did. He helped with Predator, even though Predator was pretty much a Stan Winston joint, I believe. But I know I, I had seen this movie. I saw this movie when I was like twelve or thirteen years old. Uh, and I saw I, I wanted to watch it because of Screaming Mad George. Like I guess I'd read something about him probably in uh, you know like Fangoria or something. And mm-hmm. I I found this movie at Blockbuster and was like, hell yeah. And boy did I not know what I was getting my little twelve year old butt into. This movie is a wild ride. It is insane. Uh, and I gotta say, there is a lot of it I don't understand. I, don't, in fact, it's you know what? Like I don't, I don't weird... fucking think I know anything.
1: I, I'm not sure what it's about. Classism, it's about sex, uh, uh, elitism, and uh, I don't know, man. It's fucking weird. And I love that that the they decided not to play it completely straight. Like some of the music's a little bit yeah. silly. It's got a sense of humor. And, uh, and it's just weird as fuck.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I know that's not doing our audience much good to describe it as weird as fuck, but this movie spends a good... Uh, this movie... I, what was the runtime on this?
1: I think it was only something like an hour and 23 minutes-ish.
0: So they spend probably the first, like, 50 minutes... Just, hour 39. Just, just really, maybe the first hour, just really... Showing you that something is weird. That's it. I mean, you never really see what is weird. It's this. Yeah,
1: our main character. He's 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 having a hard time from the very beginning. He's going to see a shrink. He's been seeing things. He's not sure are there. He thinks there is some kind of conspiracy going on in his town, which is Beverly Hills, with his friends and family and people at his school. But he he just doesn't know what what why exactly he thinks is going on in his shrink is trying to help him you know, realize that these are, are delusions and why are you seeing these? And have you tried this? And have you tried that? And he'll be like in the shrink's office eating an apple and he looks down and then there's maggots all over the apple. Yeah. What or like the he's fu- helping his sister zip up her dress uh, and then she's all sweaty on her back and part of her back starts bulging out and pulsing and uh, you're not sure if Billy's losing his mind or if there actually is something a foot in the town of Beverly Hills. Yeah.
0: When he finally, you know, he kind of hooks up. He's bullied at school. He's not, he's not like uh he's not like a nerd or whatever. He's not like bullied by everybody. There's just like one guy that really bullies him and like his friends or whatever. Just some like super elite kid. And, uh, there's, you know, they're at a party, but he ends up hooking up with this, that, that chick who was dating Sylvester Stallone in real life. And Clarissa, Clarissa. And uh, she's pretty cool. She seems like she's part of the elite group, but she's pretty cool. And eventually they start having sex, or they do, yeah, they do have sex in her bedroom. And then something happens and he like gets out of bed and then when he looks back at her, like she's like twisted around. Like her, yeah, which her legs are all in the wrong place to where her body would be. And, but she's covered up with a blanket and he kind of like, he's like, what's wrong with you or whatever. And.
1: Oh, that's you know. right. Cause they're, she's, they're having sex. She's on top and her hands are around him, but then like another of her hands. Yeah. That's and what touches it, her on the shoulder. Yeah,
0: That's what it was. Like her hand comes around and it freaks him out and he jumps out of bed. And when he looks back, she's all twisted around like, you know, inhumanly. And, uh, then, you and know, those
1: of you who are interested, uh, yes, there are boobs in this movie.
0: A lot of boobs, especially her. You see her boobs several times in a few scenes.
1: Uh, oh, that scene when he's uh, up at the po- podium, you know, giving his speech. What was he running for? A city, I mean, student council president, something like that. Yeah. And Clarissa's out in the audience and then she's wearing a dress and she just, like, opens her legs and... Uh, oh, I miss that part. Yeah.
0: Didn't see oh. that part. But she was a playmate, so, like, nudity, no... She was no, uh, didn't shy away from it. And this was like right at the height of her career, I believe. Mm. But yeah, uh, so that kind of shit happens throughout the movie. Then somebody gets killed in a car wreck, like one of his buddies and,
1: uh, yeah, Blanchard. Yeah.
0: And when they go to, and so I don't really remember what's weird about that. Something's fucking weird about it. Right. That he gets killed. In yeah. The- so
1: Blanchard at the beginning of the movie, like, there's a blue van that pulls up uh, his family's, at uh, Billy's family's, really, really big, you know, ritzy mansion, uh, and they're like, "Oh no, Blanchard's here!" But then we cut to uh, his sister, uh, Billy's sister, upstairs in her room, and and then uh, she hears something behind her, behind her clothes, and it turns out Blanchard's been hiding in her closet. And he comes out and he's like, "I have to tell you something," and then she screams. Uh, and Billy comes up, roughs up Blanchard, throws him out of the house, and Blanchard's trying to tell them something. He's like, I have to tell you something. It's important, but at this point, they're sick of Blanchard, and they're like, get the fuck out of here. They kick him out of the house. He leaves, and then I think at some point, uh, Billy and his girlfriend, the the blonde with the kind of... Yeah, he does have another you know, girlfriend. He has a girlfriend, yeah, uh, who's a cheerleader, and they're at the beach together, and... Uh, he runs into Blanchard again, and Blanchard has recordings, cassette recordings, and wants to play for him that are of his sister's. I don't know what they called that, like coming out party. Um, not that she's revealing she's gay. It was just uh, I, I don't know. I, I guess that was an old thing. Is there such a thing as a coming out party? Yeah, I think because so. she's uh, becoming uh, a woman. Yeah, I think I so. Know. But
0: this, in the, what they hear on the on the tape though, sounds like more of a coming on party.
1: Oh, hello, population Hello. Yeah, it's so just Sounds it like a bunch recording. of people
0: are having sex with her.
1: <laughs> yeah, with the sister, including yeah. maybe the parents, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um
0: uh, and he does at one point uh catch his parents and her like in the bedroom like messing around. Her parents. Oh,
1: that's right. They're all wearing like kimonos and yeah. their sexy night clothes mm-hmm. and dad's massaging the daughter and it's all and the mom's kind of coming on to Billy it seems. She was being sort of flirty with him.
0: Yeah, and I just he walked. I just love that his reaction to everything as it would be in all these situations is what are you doing what what is going on here he's just absolutely you know shocked at everything that happens because it, you would be right you don't think your sister's going to be having sex with it with your parents right
1: yeah yeah no billy is freaking out this whole movie but as you said rightfully so yeah, He's very dramatic through the whole film. He's always grabbing people by their shirts yes, and screaming, What the hell is that? <laughs> yeah,
0: he is. <laughs> yeah, he is. He doesn't know what to be mad at. Uh, and then when they, uh, when they go to Blanchard's funeral, for whatever reason, you know, Blanchard has a mole on his face. Uh, and for whatever reason, the friend that's with Billy at the funeral, his other best friend, decides to poke the mole of that the dead body, it, open yeah right funerals. I mean like well, I can imagine why that would be your instinct but he does and, and and his cheek just caves in it just crumbles and it's very gross and they're like oh I guess guess they had to do a lot of work on him after the accident uh i I I don't know I don't know what's happening in this movie I mean I don't want to get to the ending where we might as well where Blanchard is not dead uh he's just being brought to this elite party for some horrible reason. So what, I mean, what's the, if everybody is in on this, except Billy, what's the fucking point of having a dead Blanchard in a casket?
1: I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Was that and how did they get Blanchard to play along? Was that not the real Blanchard? Was that no. just a Blanchard lookalike? Is that yeah. why he cracked like an eggshell yeah, when he beauty mark?
0: That's what I'm assuming because, you know, Blanchard's alive and well and no, he's not playing along because in the end he's, you know, he's being tortured and, well, whatever else happens to him. I don't even, I don't even know how to describe what happens in the end of this movie. Uh,
1: how would you describe that? And... No, I don't know. A
0: flesh merging orgy.
1: A flesh merging orgy. Yeah, that pretty well covers it. And there's a lot of hairballs. Why
0: is that? Okay, let's talk about it. So, uh, so Cassandra, what's her name? Uh, Clarissa. Clarissa. Uh, you know, she is all about having sex with Billy. She does not give a fuck. She's she's gonna have sex, all kinds of sex with him. Her mom comes home, and, of course, Billy's like, whoa, shit, you know, I better straighten up. But she doesn't at all. She's, like, completely cool, and she, like, yells at her mom. What's the fucking deal with her mom, by the way? She looks like a punk rocker. She's got all kinds of, like, short, pink, blue, crazy hair. She dresses, like, in leather and all this stuff. But she doesn't speak, and she acts like she's dumb or brainwashed
1: or something through the whole thing? I I don't know. I was trying to figure that out for most of the movie. At first, I thought maybe she was in on it. Maybe she's one of these crazy people. Well, her daughter is. And then I was like, well, maybe she got out of hand and the, the society folk gave her a frontal lobotomy or... Maybe she's just supposed to be intellectually disabled. I, I couldn't figure it out. I don't know. but the, She looks like Divine from uh, that John Waters movie, <laughs> Flamingos.
0: That's what uh, Joe Bob said in his thing. He said she was like a B-movie Divine. And he goes, well, Divine's a B-movie Divine, so she's like a C-movie Divine or something like that. And she did look like Divine. She absolutely did. But like, I don't know that she ever actually says a word. She just kind of grunts and stuff. And when she comes in while Billy is you know making out with the the girl on the couch, couch, couch the she starts coughing up hair like human hair into her hand and that is not the only time that happens in this movie
1: why are they coughing up hair man so if she's coughing up hair that means she's got to be taking part in the uh the flesh merging pore absorption uh uh orgies right
0: sure i mean that's the only explanation i have because the other guy who coughs up hair is the like mayor or whatever the hell he was he was some rich old guy and uh he, the guy that has the cigar, guy's kind of, like, oh, he's a judge. He was a judge. He has a yeah. cigar all the whole time. And when he's involved in this flesh merging, flesh pile of goo orgy, uh, he coughs up hair at one point. It's, uh, this movie is so fucking weird. And I'm just so glad that you picked it because to this day, I'm the only one I know that's ever seen this movie. And how did the fuck do you explain this movie to someone? Like you, I, can't, I you can't, you can't, I, I, I've been waiting. We're having trouble right now. I've been waiting 30 years to talk about this with someone.
1: <laughs> now, I'm glad to hear it. Now dude. all of a sudden. I was excited
0: to watch this one. Yeah, I get to share it with you. My wife watched it, much to her dismay. uh uh-huh. You know, it's, uh, man, it's, uh, it just can't explain it. Like you said, we're having trouble explaining it right now. But anyway, uh, it's,
1: ah. Uh, is, I don't know. We can save for the end. I, mean, I liked it. I like it. I also liked uh, Billy's best friend, Milo. Um, he was great. He reminded me of Skippy from Family Ties. Okay. Uh, Evan Richards is his name. And I was looking at, you know, researching the cast. One, just to like see who they were, what else they had done. And also to see what they look like now uh, in 2022. And uh, Evan Richards, who played his best friend, he was Bill S. Preston, uh, in the short-lived Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures series really? from 1992. That I think they had a seven episodes, and they were canceled. I'll but be damned! Yeah.
0: I've forgotten he that.
1: Bill of Bill and Ted.
0: I forgot that mo- That show was even a show.
1: Me too. Uh, Me too.
0: I think I liked it. I feel like I liked it. I know I liked the cartoon. You remember the cartoon?
1: I do remember the cartoon. Yeah,
0: I dug the fucking cartoon. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh,
1: if you put when I was that age, when that stuff was coming out, if you put Bill and Ted's name on anything, I was there. I yeah, fucking loved it. Yeah, me too.
0: Bill and, Bill and Ted was fucking great. Although, you know what? N- have not seen the movie that came out during the pandemic. Didn't see it. Haven't seen it yet.
1: I've seen it. Yeah. It's, you know, if you love Bill and Ted, watch it. Huh? I
0: hello Bill and Ted. I mean,
1: like you know, I would have watched enough? Bill and Ted the Opera. Uh, I would have gone to see a Bill and Ted silent movie. I don't care. Yeah,
0: them. they don't really have an opera, right?
1: There's, I mean, they're they're just they're a pure, amazing forest, and they are, you know,
0: excellent. Everything they
1: stood for. Yeah, be excellent to each yeah. other.
0: Be excellent to each other. They were amazing. Uh, yeah, speaking of looking them up, see what they look like now. My wife looked up uh, the the chick. I can't, I can't, I don't know why I can't remember her name. Cassidy? Clarissa? Clarissa. I don't know. I'll get it from now on. Clarissa. Uh, looked her up. She's just about turned 60. Can you believe yeah. that? Doesn't that make you feel like old as shit? She's just this. As
1: fuck? Yeah, absolutely. I looked up Billy Warlock, the the, uh, the lead actor. Yeah. He's in his, uh, what, mid-60s, something like that? God. And he does not. Look a day older. Oh, really? He looks like he looks like Billy from 1989 dyed his hair gray. He's and, a handsome fella. It. He is a handsome He's fella. A handsome I was talking fella. about that last night yeah. with the missus. He's a good looking guy. I mean, there's plenty. There's a lot of gorgeous people. I think that was it's Beverly Hills. Yeah. It's the rich elite. They're all wealthy and good looking. And uh and this is what good looking wealthy people do. They have weird Weird skin-merging orgies.
0: Well, we can get into that soon, but uh, I think before we get into anything, we should play another round of Final Girl.
1: All right, get excited, people. It's time for round two of Final Girl. You may recall in round one, we lost the poor Mercedes Accelerati. Rest in peace.
0: That 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 was a hard loss.
1: That was a hard loss. That's a good name. It was a good name yeah, and a hard loss. (laughs) I'm
0: repeating things you said. Well, you know, if you can't come up with your own, just piggyback, baby.
1: All right. We have four contestants. Let's find out what happens. Okie (laughs) dokie. Let's spin that wheel. (laughs) Up first, we have Nancy Lockhart. Nancy, your best friend's not who he used to be since he started going through puberty. When you ask him to play Parcheesi, he winks and starts acting sleazy. Come on. He's in a horny trance. You shout, keep it in your pants and daydream about when things were easy. You survive. Good Good old days before the boys got horny. Well done. And just to to all the girls out there, I am so sorry about us men. You know, we go through puberty, and you guys grow boobs and stuff, and then, you know, everything gets complicated. It was so much easier when we could all just be friends.
0: Uh, Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. When you're just little kids, uh, everybody's the same. It's just great. That's not true, though. I always had crushes when I was a
1: little kid. I had crushes too, but here's the thing though, Alex, for a long time, when I was a a little baby and a a little toddler and what I remember thinking, uh, because I didn't have a sister and I'd never really seen anybody naked that wasn't a boy, I I thought that girls had wieners. Oh,
0: that's unfortunate.
1: Yeah, I thought they
0: were the same as me. That must have been a shocking first time for you.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I figured it out before oh, okay. I before I was you know of age and I having see, okay. sex. It wasn't like I was, you know, in my teens and <laughs> where, where, you know the clothes came off where's and I was your like, wiener? oh my, where's your weenie? <laughs> What's wrong with you? What happened to your weenie? I'm gonna love you anyway. Yeah, we can get through this this weenie accident you had. Okay, next up, Crystal Wolf. Oh, Crystal. When Sarah says, let's go hiking where they tested the nuke, it makes you so nervous you almost puke. You've heard about murderous mutants there and elect to stay home and watch Care Bears.
0: Oh, what a what a chaste way to survive. Well done. Great show. Great mm-hmm. show,
1: those Care Bears.
0: Oh, yeah, I liked Grumpy Bear. Was he one? I don't know.
1: Mm, yeah yeah there were lots of care they was sleepy and happy and dopey yeah, I think all those, those care bears. I think those are dwarves oh little people Alex oh, I'm sorry so <laughs> white and the seven little people gotcha uh, Smith Smith Carlin hey
0: all right that's it's uh, I like that name especially you know Smith for first name that's good I like it
1: I think it's a great name yeah. great name for a butler
0: and our uh, you know our unwilling contestant
1: yes unwilling victim let's find out will you survive smith carlin there's a new drug in town called scooters (laughs) that girls are shoving up their cooters they say it makes your girl parts quiver and squirt a mighty river you think it sounds fun but you're as prudish as a nun so you stay home and have pizza delivered you
0: survive and yet the rhyme was still disgusting
1: you did you survived all right oh felicity pfeiffer oh no no. you know i love felicity pfeiffer it's a beautiful name and the creator of this name keeps coming back and it's always nice to see see his face uh the face of this final girl Okay. I don't know. I get excited when I look through our people who submit names. I I love seeing like the regular gang come back. It's like Cheers, you know, when Norm walks in, Mm
0: -hmm. where nobody knows your name because you pick a different one each each year or each week.
1: Yeah, Uh yeah, yeah. We welcome you every week as if you're a new stranger. We say greetings, Miss Pfeiffer. All right, Felicity. You are my fire, my one desire. (laughs) Sings Kenny at karaoke. But he's such a dork, but still you'd like to pork, so you run off and do the hokey pokey. After you're done, he says, "I got to run," and leaves you alone to get dressed. But while he's away, a man wearing gray buries an axe in your chest. Oh, you are dead. I am sorry, Felicity, ah. but hey, you died great. It was a good old-fashioned axe to the chest.
0: It was. That's a it's a, a classic. A staple of slasher. It's a classic. Oh man! All right. Well, uh, you know when we return, I think we should
1: do a little. Uh, what,
0: what, what else? What else are you into? into? Yeah, I want to know what you're into,
1: Micah. I want to know what you're into, Alex. Uh, oh no, you don't. But I'm I know what you're into—shenanigans. You
0: anyway,
1: <laughs> right after the break. Hey babe, was that good for you?
0: Um, sure. It's just (sighs) Barry. Ladies, is your sex life in the crapper? Orgasms turned borgasms? I'm Dr. Yale Harvard, sex therapist to the stars. Is that sense of danger that used to rev your engine gone? Well, get it back using my patented love technique system, Child's Foreplay. Tonight, why not surprise your lover in the nighttime with a little game? Let's play hide the soul, and guess what? You're it. What? Dildos and cooter tutors got your man singing like flaccido Domingo? How about a new toy for your boy? Please don't hurt me. Sexy talk turned limp beanstalk. Spice it up with one of our saucy lines. Add it to Dumballa, Give me, the me power and beg give you. you. What's, happening? What's happening? Dr. Yale Harvard's Child's Foreplay. Now available at AdamandEve.com, <laughs> Spencer's Gift, and Staples. <laughs> I'm Chucky. Want a foreplay?
1: All right, welcome back, welcome back uh, to the show. It's Alex and Micah, and we are talking about 19, 1989 society. Well, we're trying A little to movie. We're, we're trying really trying to, to talk this, about it. We were just talking about that in the break. How hard it is to talk about this movie because, you know, from beginning to end, even after the movie's over, you're going, "What? What the hell did I just watch?"
0: What the fuck is happening?
1: It's yeah. got some very strange and very slimy uh, practical effects, and uh, and it's got a lot of sexy young actors being young and sexy.
0: Certainly, Uh, yeah, certainly does. It's uh, mm, and what did we say? Was it when you said you looked it up and it was not big here? It was a big flop in the U.S. Uh, was it Germany that it was good in? Was that
1: right? I- I don't remember what specific countries, other than I just heard it, it was a success worldwide, except for the U.S.
0: Yeah, that maybe that's it success everywhere but here. Uh, which I guess you know, success is success, right?
1: I mean, huge in Yugoslavia, uh, massive <laughs> in mas- Madagascar, uh, ridiculous okay. in Russia, yeah, gigantic in Japan. You see what I'm doing? They're all alliterations. I,
0: I oh, I got it, I got it. Uh, did you know I, that, uh, you know, that big mansion uh, where this all happens uh, is actually the headquarters for the Rose yeah. Parade?
1: Uh, no, I did in not Pas- know that. In
0: Pasadena, California, you know, the Rose Parade, you have just a nice, beautiful family social thing. Uh, yeah, that's that's where the shunting took place.
1: The shunting.
0: What a terrible yeah. name, right? Does I mean, like shunting means nothing, right? Doesn't mean a damn thing. But uh, couldn't be a grosser term, I don't think. Don't they put shunts in, like, your 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 heart valves and stuff? I don't know.
1: Yeah, 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 that's a thing. So that uh, makes sense. Uh, anyway, yeah, so the shunting, which is when they all, I, I don't know what the fuck they do, cough up hairballs and all their bodies join together and they suck on poor people.
0: Well, I think we can, I mean, it's not just the end of the movie. I, there, there's enough in the shunting that I think we can talk about it now in this segment so basically, you know, Billy figures out that this is going on. Uh, he at this mansion. He goes to this mansion with his friends, and he goes in because he's going to figure out what's happening. And he grabs a knife. I think I don't know if it's at his house. Is the shunting at his house or is it at a different I think house? so. Uh, oh
1: no no no! I think it may have been at somebody else's house because it was the big party that uh, the guy who pushes him around invited him to. Right? He gets a letter. He's at his parents. That's when he walks in on his mother and his father and his sister having like a little bit too flirty massage session. And no, the letters that,
0: come right. That was at his home. Yeah, the party.
1: Now No, I mean the the he gets an invitation, right? And he, he comes in and they're like, well just read it. And he's like, Well, fucking Blancher's dead and they're like, uh, we'll miss him. What's the letter about? Read it. Yeah,
0: yeah. So they go to this party, he goes and uh grabs a knife from the kitchen. He's gonna it's gonna figure out what's going on and then I guess stab whoever's doing it. And it's, it's literally like a huge socialite party. There's tons of people there in tuxedos and everything. There's this judge. They're all super wealthy. But he's immediately uh, got one of those, like, snares on his neck. You know, those things they use for, like, animals. snare on the end of a long pole, mm-hmm. uh, which I believe is called a twitch. Uh, and so he's, he's then captive and... The shunting, they talk about the shunting begins. Apparently his his parents have been grooming him for this since he was a kid to take part in the shunting, but as a victim, not as a willing participant. And so all these people, it's going to be some kind of orgy. All these rich folk just start taking off all their clothes, including his sister and his parents. They're all getting naked. And then they all start to ooze uh, Mm -hmm. some Mm -hmm. gelatinous (laughs) stuff. All their body oozes. That doesn't look incredibly great. It looks like KY jelly just all over them. In fact, I'm sure that's probably what it is. And uh, then they bring in uh, the guy he Blanchard. thought was dead. Blanchard comes in. He's not dead. Uh, they take his clothes off, hold him on the ground, and then they all start... They're not, <laughs> they're not eating him. Uh, no, there was
1: no blood. I thought we were going to see a bunch of blood, yeah. but that's not what happens.
0: No, they just start pressing up against him with their faces and their body parts until all of their skin melts together in a big goo. Uh, we see fingers entering people's butt cheeks and I don't mean the orifice, I mean right through the cheek. Yeah. Into um, the cheek. They're just...
1: it's and, and their mouths get all long, like these long suckerfish mouths. Yeah, because they're,
0: they're th- they like attached to the body of the shunting victim and they pull away and it's like watching clay figures melt together in it, in the grossest way possible.
1: We're talking about all this weird body melting at the end. I was reading uh, the guy, Brian Usna, that made the, the movie. Um, when he got the script, originally the ending didn't have all this weird body melting. It was a little bit more traditional in that the the rich people were doing like a blood sacrifice of the poor people. So it would have been more like a, you know, robes and, and an altar or something like that. And he's like, nah, let's go weirder. Let's have the shunting, which I think he pulled from his very own nightmares. And so he, and, uh, oh, damn it. What's his name? Mad George, screaming, uh, mad George, screaming, mad George, uh, get, put their heads together and they were like, Hey, let's get fucking weird as shit with this.
0: Uh, yeah. He said, I read that he's, uh, He kind of reverse engineered the movie from the from the shunting scene backwards based on the special effects that he wanted to have Screaming Mad George do or whatever. So he like he started there. So that's you know, that it wasn't like he kind of reworked it and then it ended with the shunting. He started with the shunting and reworked it backwards.
1: I had a dream similar to this where there was just like bodies all conjoined, but I was in like a black vacuum of space and there was uh, you know i didn't know if i was floating or flying or what and it was just like arms and legs and boobs and crotches and lips and uh mine wasn't scary though it was hot okay cool it was a sexy fun dream alex this
0: well i you know i'm glad you said that because we got to cut something out of this podcast ha <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you cut that part out, we're not friends anymore. Ah, oh, okay. I'm sorry. If uh, our editor Darren cuts that out, we're not friends anymore.
0: Now here is a quick little tidbit that uh now makes sense to me. You remember when they remember when Billy goes to the hospital? Like something yeah. they have to sedate Billy. This is before the shunting. They sedate Billy because he's losing his shit and they take him to the hospital so his friend follows behind to go get him and it's the shittiest looking fucking hospital. It's like a loading dock for the emergency room with a little sign over it that says ambulance and I thought two things. I thought, wow, that looks like shit and two, that looks familiar and then I thought, well, somehow I'm just remembering this movie from when I was a kid and I'm reading now that that is that that exact same shot, that hospital, not the same shot, but, uh, that hospital they used for the exteriors, Halloween two, Halloween two, Halloween two. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking of season
1: of the witch. Yeah.
0: I can see it too. I mean, I can absolutely see it in Halloween two. So that's cool. I didn't
1: Google that, but I guess I, well, I thought I recognized it from Halloween three, but maybe it's the one from two.
0: So yeah, there you go. Uh, the shunting has begun. It is uh, vile. For some reason, Billy's parents don't take part in the initial shunting uh, of Blanchard. They go upstairs so that they can do their own meld thing. Billy's parents and their daughter, Billy's sister, uh, go up. And then Billy (laughs) goes up and discovers his parents doing the daughter, or what I don't know if you could say doing, up in the bedroom. And, uh, is
1: this, are we talking about the one at the shunting where he's upstairs yeah. and it's his mom in yeah. bed, but her, her legs are arms.
0: Her legs are the husband's arms. And that <laughs> you got to admit that looked pretty fucking bad. Like
1: that was dumb. That was just like us doing like, uh, do you remember Dorf? Yes. Uh, the guy who yes. put his knees on shoes and yes. pretended to be
0: small. <laughs> Tim Conway. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, and, and the face, like the upper body, like the mom's face and stuff, it walked, and it was like somebody walking on their hands with like a body, like a rubber body on top. It looked, uh-huh. looked so fucking bad. And then, you know, this is, I thought this was a weird direction because like you're supposed to be like completely, you know, disgusted and, and I guess scared at this point, I don't know. And then he hears his dad talking, and you go over, and it's, it's the dad's legs and ass, but the dad's face is where the butthole would be.
1: Uh And he's
0: like, he's like, I guess you're right, Billy. I am a butthead. And then he starts making fart noises with his mouth.
1: (laughs) 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 Um, Before that, when the mom finally gets out of bed and she's walking on her, you know, hairy arms, hands. Gets right up to uh, Billy's face, and then his sister pops out of his mother's crotch. Oh, yeah,
0: that's right. The sister's whole head pops out of the crotch and says something to Billy.
1: Something about you want to live out your most wild, edible fantasies?
0: I don't know. Uh, that, I don't mean, know why she said I, edible. I, I have no idea what she said, but that sounds right.
1: Yeah. Uh, and I think we should get, before we get to the fight with the guy in the the Tom Cruise risky business outfit. Okay. Maybe we should talk about Alex. Uh, what else you're into? What are you
0: into? Into into. What are you into? What's all this screaming about? Our boy Bruce Campbell is releasing uh, "How to Make Love the Bruce Campbell Way," a book that I absolutely love uh, on audio. I'm sure he he's got to be the reader. I'm sure he is. And Surely. so I'm going to have to purchase that and listen to uh, Bruce Campbell read how to make love the Bruce Campbell way, which is just, Bruce is a good storyteller. Yeah, he is. And then and and that is a good book. That was the first Bruce Campbell book I ever owned. Um, but lately I'm spending an inordinate amount of time. Uh, yeah, you're not going to believe this. I have been really, really hard at work 3D printing my life size R2D2. And uh it's coming along, Nerd. man. It's coming along. Coming Did you say along. life size? Yeah. Actual size R2D2. I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking make it work and shit.
1: Wait, like like you'll be able to control it with a remote, or just yeah. that it'll be able to roll on wheels? Yeah, it'll roll on wheels, but yeah,
0: you'll be able to control it with like uh like a Xbox 360 controller.
1: Dude, I don't understand. You know, I've known you for I don't even know how long it's been uh, long and, and, uh, years and years and years and years. And I'm always just surprised by the things I find out that you're up to that I didn't know <laughs> one you would want to do or two uh-huh. that you knew how to do.
0: I don't know how to do any of it. I just learn how to do it. Like when I made the uh, the puppet of myself.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> you were also equally shocked that I was doing. Uh, yes and that I was doing it so that I could learn how to make puppets because I was gonna make a puppet of one of my coworkers. Uh one of the creepier gifts that I've ever given to someone on their birthday. Um yeah, like I always wanted a puppet, so you gotta learn how to make a puppet, right? I always wanted a puppet of myself. Looks fucking just you like handsome as shit. Uh, you just gotta. And, uh, so yeah, now I'm going to make, uh, a life size R2D2. I'm, I'm, I'm making progress, man.
1: Uh, how much of the body do you have printed?
0: I just started printing the body on Friday. Uh, I bought two more 3d printers because it would take forever with just the one I had. So I have four, uh, and I'm only using three and, um, they are going like 24-7 up in my office and putting out heat, man. It's hot in there. You could grow orchids in my fucking office right now because all the R2-D2 printing
1: I've done. But I've printed it I'm oh, just a, imagining a sweaty uh, Alex up in his robot factory. Seriously, man, it's what's going on. He's working on his machines, wiping his sweaty brow, just like... <laughs> <laughs> Oh
0: man. I mean, and my wife loves me. This is proof. I mean, like, I
1: can't believe she still loves she you. Loves I mean, me, man. I'm having a hard time still being your friend now yeah, that I know this stuff. It's
0: a, it's, uh, it's a, it's a crazy, crazy world at the Alex house, but yeah, it's good time. All right, Michael, All right. what are you into? <laughs> uh,
1: let's see here in terms of stuff that you ingest with your eyeballs Uh, There is a a new comic out called Apache Delivery Service, which is about this guy out in the forest during the war. I think it's Vietnam. And they're looking for gold, but there are witches trying to keep them from getting the gold. Mm. Also, Joe Hill, uh, you know, he's a a writer of horror stories. Some guys, including Joe and uh, another artist and writer, are working on a book called Rain. Which is about it starts raining these weird like needles from the sky, which kills most everybody except for a few. And then I watched that movie Werewolves Within. I think you watched it before. Yeah, Uh, we watched that sometime over the weekend a couple of days ago. What did you think? That was pretty funny. That's a good movie. I I enjoyed it. I already like what's his name Sam Richardson, and then it had that really cute girl from the was it AT and T commercials. Yeah. And uh, had, had her, and had some other good cast members. So I was happy. Yeah. It was a fun ride. That's a good and, movie.
0: And I, I gotta be honest, I didn't see the ending coming for a while. Like, I mean, eventually, yeah. But you know, for a while, I, I did not see that being the ending. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good one. I, I like that one.
1: Only other thing I'm into is I got an electric bike. I got a Rad Runner. I'm wicked excited about this little thing. I want to see it. I
0: I can't really picture it in my head. You talked a little bit about it earlier. I I want to see this thing.
1: It's a bike. Uh Uh-huh. I can ride it. Does it It just look like a bike? It looks kind of like something between a bike and a moped, and I'm installing a back seat on it and pegs for the feet of the passenger, and it's got... You know, a battery, and it goes around 20 miles per hour. You can either pedal-assist it, or you can just hit the throttle and not do any work. That's cool,
0: and you're going to call it a bro-pad, right?
1: Bro-pad. Bro pad And I'm going to put a uh, some electrical tape over one of the terminals uh, and uh, get it to go a little bit faster.
0: I'm going to get a little sticker for it that says, Be excellent to each other Word. on your, on your bro-pad.
1: You got it. Awesome. Okay. So we're going to come back. We're going to talk about this amazing, disgusting fight that takes place at the end of society. And before we do that, I think it's time to play our third round of a final girl.
0: Final girl.
1: Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, in rounds one and two, we lost the beautiful Mercedes Accelerati mm-hmm. and the hot, smoking. Piece of ace that was Felicity Pfeiffer. Yeah. Oh, Felicity, you're so hot. I want to do French kiss stuff with you. Why are you? Why are you
0: saying all this?
1: You're right. That is weird because she's dead. Yeah, it, it's weird anyway. She's a listener, and she's a listener, and she's a he uh, that submitted it. <laughs> but in a fictional world where Felicity's actually a girl. And wasn't submitted by a man and isn't already dead it's on all right Great. it would be so on between me and Felicity
0: that's ah, awesome thank you
1: and uh, sorry uh, who submitted that name if uh, if I made you in any way uncomfortable what about me and uh, sorry to you who nobody cares about you no. Alex well, you I'm... signed up for this You're you're along for the ride I'm uncomfortable As my goal in life, to make you uncomfortable. Well, nailing it. Always, though. Okay. So, let us spin that wheel. And let's find out who dies and who survives. Okay, up first. Nancy Lockhart. (laughs) Okay. I'm so bored of this godforsaken town you write in the last page of your diary. My friends are all burnouts and clowns. So you pack up and drive towards the highway. It's a great big world, who knows what you'll find. All you know is you're leaving this place behind. You survive You survive. Well done. So you just didn't like the town. There's a bunch of burnouts, a bunch of drug users, those losers, and you packed up your shit and left. Best
0: move you could have ever
1: made. Son wind going down that lonely Did road Did you spin the wheel? Yeah, I spanned the wheel. Oh. I spanned it. And you got it spun? Spin. Yeah. You didn't hear me spin the wheel? Uh, Here, I, I should spin it again. Just just. Is it fair if you do that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Crystal Wolf. Oh, Crystal. Let's see what happens. What's going to There's happen? a party at Taylor and Tracy's. It's guaranteed to get racy. Drugs and sex and booze, but that's not what you choose. Instead of partying hard like a dumbo, you stay home and watch Columbo. Oh, well done.
0: Great show, too. Columbo? Yes. Never seen it.
1: Get out of town.
0: Never seen an episode of Columbo. My mom used to watch it a lot.
1: That's a great show. Politely walk straight out of my hole. You've never seen Columbo? <laughs> no, I've
0: never seen Columbo.
1: Peter Falk, I've, he squints and I mean, he like, solves crimes and acts like he's a bumbling idiot, but he knows what's up. I'm hardcore aware
0: of who Columbo is. I just, yeah, no.
1: Okay. Smith, oh, Smith, you know, no. our uh, our unwilling participant. Let's we- find out what happens to you, Smith. Here we go. Okay Smith, everyone's headed to the town square. It's the full moon festival, the whole town will be there. The sound of giggles and the patter of feet as you and your besties skip up Main Street. Follow me guys, I know a shortcut, you say to your friends as you wiggle your butt. Follow me down this dark alley, I know the way, but your friends decide Main Street is where they will stay. But you are a stubborn so-and-so, so so you go it alone. Down the dark alley, you start to roam. You hear the sound of metal on brick. And when you look up, there's a masked lunatic. He grabs you by the neck and lifts you up high and squeezes your throat until you die. You were dead. I'm sorry, Smith. Thank you for playing. Miss Smith Carlin.
0: That was rough. That was rough.
1: Hey, but kudos for being our very first unwilling participant. It was great to have you on the show. Please come back willingly next time and then chastise your friend for this indiscretion.
0: Yeah, we well, said, you know, we didn't know what would happen, and uh, sure enough, he died. So, mm. unfortunate, but, uh,
1: you know, it is what it is. When we come back. We are going to talk about the grand finale, the ending of this wonderful, disgusting, and bizarre mess known as 1989 society. And we will play the final round of Final Girl. All coming up next on Z107.9. Break hits of 70s, 80s, and 90s,
0: and we'll be right back.
1: Sometimes you want to kill someone, but you don't want to get caught. So you wear our mask, so no one knows it's you. We've got big, fleshy masks. We've got these hockey masks. We've got scary masks, or not-so-scary mask. You might not want to get caught, or maybe you're just shy. Our masks are real cool, and they got holes for your eyes. So you can see how to kill, without anyone seeing your face. Come on down to Killers Mask Depot, it's our half price, half price sale. Kill people with a knife, you can even kill your wife. Come down to Mask Depot, buy a mask to kill people. So come on down to Mass Depot at the corner of Elm Street and Martin Luther King. We're open all day, seven days a week. See you soon. Mike Latouris
0: here, owner and operator of Mask Warehouse. We know in these highly charged political times that you have many options in choosing your mask that you will wear when you kill your victims. Our competitors will tell you they are now offering eye holes so that you can see your victims when you kill them. We've been offering eye holes in our masks for now on 30 years. We are going to ensure that you can see your victims when you kill them. In fact, if you cannot come back the next day, we'll give you your mask for free. Mike LaTorre's guarantee. When it comes to choosing your mask that you're gonna kill your victims with, we know it is a personal choice and we will offer you the service that you require in order to make the right choice for you. When it comes to choosing your mask, don't go with a catchy song. Choose a mask from a company that's been here all along. Michael Torres, Mask Warehouse. Please come visit us at our new location directly across from Mask Depot at Martin Luther King in Elm Street.
1: Hey, Alex, you know, I've been welcoming us back and doing hosting duties, but I don't want you to feel left out. Would you like to bring us back from the break? No. Okay, great. All right. And welcome back to the show, everybody. We are almost done, which means that the exciting finale of Final Girl is coming up and Crunchiest Kill. So, uh, Alex, let's talk about the finale of this ridiculous movie.
0: Well, uh, you know, we we saw his buddy get shunted. Uh, they then make their way out of the shunting. He's no more after that. They all meld their bodies back into their own bodies, which is not super easy for them. You know, they have to, like, move their shoulders around. His dad, and the, uh, his dad the judge never the inherits
1: away. the The judge inherits Blanchard's beauty mark.
0: Yes, his mole on his face. Uh, the judge now has that. Uh, which he seems to enjoy. Um, they're all still slimy and gross. For some reason, they start putting their clothes back on, which is weird because they're now going to shunt Billy. Uh, I mean, like, that's that's the plan. And uh, but then him and the bully guy decide that they're going to fight man to man. And whew, they go to whomping on each other. And, uh, yeah,
1: apparently these rich dudes have super strength because he grabs yeah, Billy he by the face around. and throws him, I don't know, a good 10, 12 feet up yeah. into the wall.
0: Like a rag doll.
1: Like a doll made of rags. Like a, like a silly, silly rag doll. A, like a raggedy Andy um, or a raggedy Andy. Uh, one of those, absolutely. Like a puppet Alex made of himself.
0: Yes, covered in rags and stuffed with rags instead of cotton. Exactly. And
1: uh, yeah, so they're fighting, and Billy's losing. He's getting his ass kicked yes, by uh, one of these society types, um, and uh, and they end up on the floor. And the society type starts doing that shunting thing, mm-hmm. where his he's trying to. It's kind of funny. He's kissing him? There, they're next to each other. Then he grabs him and pulls Billy face, and it, it's a kiss. Which, uh, you know, we assume is going to turn into one of those sloppy, extended mouth-sucking, shunting things. But then something else happens, Alex.
0: Well, I'll tell you what happens. Billy decides to uh, fist him. (laughs) And I'm not sure where he fists him into... But that makes uh, makes the bad guy kind of pull away from the kiss, and now he's got these big, like, cartoon smacky lips that are like I don't know, probably seven inches off his face, and he (laughs) makes a noise, right? Doesn't he make some noise like, or something? He's shaking his
1: head back and forth. Yeah. It's uh, it's one of my favorite parts of the movie.
0: And Billy continues to really struggle to get his fist deep inside of him until he's able to get his fist all the way outside of the bully's mouth from inside his body. And then he pulls down and turns him completely inside out to a ball or a like a slab of goo and worms
1: It was disgusting Yeah, yeah It's was... just I, I mean the inside out body was really nasty looking mm-hmm.
0: Yeah I mean it was uh, like and Old you know,
1: rancid meat or something It just was a like gray meat Ugh.
0: And to be fair Whereas like the special fact with the mom Walking on the dad hands Looked like shit This looked pretty good
1: yeah, it made me a little sick to my stomach just to see it.
0: Yeah, yeah same with my wife. Uh, she She's the one who brought it up in the car today talking about this movie out of nowhere. She's like, man, that movie was that movie was weird. I'm like, yeah, you know, that it was weird. It was like, it didn't turn you on at all? And she literally waited like three seconds and goes, no. But she did wait that three, I have to say. But then we started talking about the body like turning inside out. She goes, just stop talking about it. I'm getting sick. <laughs> and I was like, you're the one who brought it up. But uh yeah, it was it was gross. But that looked good. I mean they sold that. It looked I mean I don't think that's what a body would look like if it was turned inside out. I don't know if you, you can't turn a body inside out, so you know, I don't know. But uh I know I assume we're not full of worms and maggots and meat, but uh it looked good. I mean like it looked good.
1: The whole thing looked good. Uh yeah, it was gross. But, like old gray beef.
0: Yeah, old gray beef. And maggots and just... Uh, worms and stuff. They did I'm eat worms. a little sick that just talking thing. about it. That was a, that was a, one of Ugh. the hors d'oeuvres at the party were earthworms, it looked like. Uh, so maybe that's why they were inside him, because he'd been I'm eating worms. Uh, and gross, man. <laughs> God, now you're gross. Literally, me. I feel
1: a little sick thinking yeah. about that scene.
0: Well, it was gross. Uh, then... They are able to escape. Uh, No one at this point makes any effort to stop Billy uh, and his friend Skippy. And they actually take uh, Clarissa with them, even though she's one of them. She's now turned against their ways. They hop in. (laughs) This was the dumbest ending. They hop in Billy's Jeep. They drive the fuck out of there. It's daytime now. It was nighttime when they went in. And uh, and then it cuts back to the to the to inside of the mansion with the judge who had offered the bully a summer internship up in Washington, and now the bully is turned inside out. And so it then just cuts back to a scene with the judge talking to like another guy, and he goes, "I guess I'm gonna have to find another intern for that opening in Washington." Boom, roll credits.
1: Yep that's it that was it man and there's that Uh, song they play all throughout the song that they play at the end again about yeah it's like it's kind of operatic society yeah yeah uh, make that your ringtone whenever you call me
0: oh thanks that'd be really mean uh
1: is it is it the time where i say alex uh what is your crunchiest kill ah i think so let's do crunchiest kill
0: Crunchiest kill. I mean, if you're letting me go first, I'm gonna take the bully being turned inside out. Uh there's not a lot of kills in this. There are there are some. Uh, but I would you got I mean, that guy getting turned inside out, it looked good, it was awful. It's the first in all my years of watching horror and since I think it's the only death by fisting I've ever seen.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was nasty. It was rough. I've seen Death by uh, Curling Iron.
0: Uh, we have seen that. Uh,
1: and a lot of other nasty things, but I don't think I've ever seen just a fist straight up and then yank him out. I mean, I don't know if there are any other crunchy kills in this movie because uh, I guess Blanchard is the only guy who dies. Well,
0: arguably Blanchard's is pretty crunchy. I mean, that's that's a rough way to go, man.
1: And I guess he's dead. Uh, You're absorbed by rich people. That means you're no more. So he is dead. He's done.
0: Uh, Uh, And technically Blanchard kind of died twice. Uh, Yeah. The one guy, I guess, faked his death. He was like, he had his throat slit in a car. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, I assume that was fake because he comes back. He comes Um, back,
1: back. Blanchard comes back. I guess Blanchard dies again. And then the only other death that I can remember is the bully who gets ripped inside out. Yeah,
0: so you you giving yours to the bully too?
1: I would definitely give it to the bully. If I got to pick a different death, I'm only left with Blanchard, but... Which by good. F- I mean, the shunting was nasty. It was awful. So th- That guy, I, I mean, that whole scene of Blanchard's death was big and uh, <laughs> convoluted and crazy. Oh, so, yeah, so you gross. give it to the bully, I'll give it to Blanchard for All the right. sake of two crunchy kills.
0: And now I want you to rate this movie... Uh, oh, and what you, are you gonna pick no you you pick this is your host week, so you pick <laughs> our rating system this week,
1: oh, let me think what would we do on this um <laughs> I mean we could do how many inside out bullies Mm -hmm. we could do. How many, uh, butthead fathers,
0: Ooh, butthead fathers is good. You could do, (laughs) do how how many many
1: crotch sisters? (laughs) Yeah. How many Uh, moms (laughs) crotch sister heads?
0: (laughs) So yeah. How many moms crotch sis talking sister heads?
1: Would you give this one? I, I mean, I got to give it some points for, uh, for creativity it, it looked good uh the script was doable i wasn't bored i mean i was pretty into there were a couple of slow parts but for the most part i was into this movie because it was just so weird i want to know what the hell was going on and mm-hmm. knowing that the shunting was coming you know had me eager to to see the uh the finale yeah. um i'm gonna give this Six out of ten, uh, what do we call them? Mom's uh, Uh, crotch sister heads. Mom's crotch
0: crotch talking sister heads.
1: Yeah, I'll give it six out of ten's mom crotch talking sister heads. I'm
0: going to do you one better. I'm going to give it seven mom's crotch talking sister heads because the movie itself is not that bad. I mean, what I didn't like about this movie, like my biggest gripe about this movie was... Because I now know it was reverse engineered to get you to this big scene at the end. Not a lot happens in this movie. It's Mm -hmm. you know like you know when there is the movie about you know the neighbor across the street who's killing people and one guy knows and he slowly discovers what he's doing. You have all that build up to oh a weird thing happens and this is a little odd and this is a little odd, and then and then and then you realize it's happening and then you have to prove you know that he is the killer and catch him that's the second you know half the movie it moves you into the third act this movie felt like it had two acts it was you know one act of all this weird shit happens and then a very short second act and that's the end of the movie it took so long to get to what was actually going on that you kind of i mean like i grew tired but other than that I mean, and the fact that it's fucking ridiculous. I mean, it's it's fucking ridiculous. This movie is not gonna scare you. It's not. It's just gonna make you feel gross and uneasy in that like human centipede kind of way at the end. Uh, But it it uh, it was a good movie. Like I thought the acting was good. I thought it looked good. I thought you know it was nostalgic of the eighties. And you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, if somebody asked me should I watch this movie, I'd kind of take a quick uh, assessment of the person that was asking me that. And then if I thought they could handle it, I'd say, yeah, go watch this fucking movie. It's crazy. It's bananas. I would definitely
1: recommend it. I think everybody needs to see uh, Society. Yeah,
0: I don't know about everybody, but you know, I'm glad you made me watch it again because I I was excited.
1: Did you ever get scared at any point during this scary movie?
0: No, this is. It's not one of those.
1: There's really no fear involved in this movie. Uh, It's more just. A more of a "what the fuck" kind of uh, response. Of just what? What the hell is going on? And where is this going? Oh yeah. my god, that's weird and gross.
0: It's a it's a taboo, gross movie,
1: right? <laughs> yeah. Like,
0: I mean, it, I mean, it's taboo because of all the orgy sex and and the fact that parents are having sex with their children. It's that uh. kind of uneasy grossness, uh, yeah. and that's. And that's the big thing of the movie. There's not some, you know, big kill or big there. And it doesn't I never really caught that they were doing it for a reason. And you know what I mean? Like there's some kind of alien race or something, but it's not like they never explain like this is how we continue to thrive. or That was never mm. explained that I am aware of. Uh, no. But whatever the case, uh, yeah, I mean, depending on who you are, I I would say watch this movie.
1: Yeah, definitely. I'd highly recommend it. In fact, my six out of ten feels a little low for what it was, but that's compared to uh, you know movies that actually scare the pants off you.
0: Yes, exactly. So we've all we've got left to do is we've got one round of final girl left, so we can crown our winner. And then I got to tell you what movie we are
1: watching. Oh, this is what we do every week. See, I don't know what he's going to pick. He doesn't know what I am going to pick. I can't imagine it on each other. Can't imagine. No matter what it is, we have to watch it. Damn right. Bad, ugly. But before we do that, let's check in for the final round of Final Girl. We've lost three beautiful people uh, Mercedes Accelerati, Felicity Pfeiffer, our unwilling contestant, Smith Carlin, and now it is down to our final two, Nancy Lockhart and Crystal Wolf. So, what we will do is spin that wheel, the wheel of death that holds your fate. Three, 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 three. Okay, up first is Nancy Lockhart. Oh, Nancy, what's gonna happen? Okay, Nancy, you're a tomboy with grease on your hands, who isn't afraid to fight. So when your boyfriend Clark says it's sex he demands, you show him your bark and your bite. He pushes you down and puts his hand up your shirt. So you knee him in the nars and call him a pervert. You survive. Well done, Nancy. Okay, finally. Here we go. Crystal Wolf. Oh Crystal, I like your name. I don't know what it is, but your name alone made me horny. Uh-huh. Just the just the name, Crystal That's, Wolf. That's, okay. God,
0: why are you horny for all our contestants? You gotta stop, man.
1: It's a sexy name, Crystal oh, Wolf. Oh,
0: my God, Okay.
1: It takes me back to the 80s. I'm just like imagining like aerobics class, shiny spandex. Don't
0: don't tell me what you're imagining.
1: Hair up in that side ponytail on the top of the head. I don't want to know. Okay, sorry. sorry. Thank you. Okay. All right, Crystal. Yeehaw! YOLO! Let's get drunk as fuck. You and your pals all pile into Terry's pickup truck. You're drinking and driving and having a ball. You make it to the bar just before last call. You all take a shot, oh what a night! We're gonna party until dawn's first light. Last call, shouts the bartender, it's time to go home. But you have to poo, so to the bathroom you roam. As you sit on the toilet, making noisy diarrhea, out of the closet a masked man comes to see ya he's eight feet tall and wielding a blade it's short and curved and looks homemade the last thing you (laughs) witness before you leave the world you inhabit is yourself in the mirror being skinned like a rabbit
0: oh you died that was a good dad too damn crystal i'm sorry and all and all she did wrong was like leave the group right
1: Yeah, well, she went out drinking. That was her first mistake.
0: That's the problem. Stayed
1: out after midnight. Ah, dummy. Don't do that. Stupid dummy. Shouldn't Ah. party, you you silly dum-dum. So that means Nancy is this week's final girl winner. Crystal Wolf is dead, and Nancy Lockhart, you are our winner. Now, Nancy, the only way you can win the mystery prize is by doing this. Jump on Instagram. Send us a direct message that says, Hey fellas, I listened to the show. I am this week's final girl, and we will ship you that mystery prize. Congratulations, Nancy Lockhart. You are this week's final girl. And thank you to all of our now deceased other players. Please come back and play again. And Alex, is it that time? Are you going to tell me what sort of just heaping flaming pile of garbage you're going to make me watch (laughs) oh
0: this is a good one man you are going to appreciate that i did this to you uh for our next episode we will be watching 1989's horror masterpiece death spa death spa
1: you ever seen it No, I don't know this one. (laughs) It's from 19... We just did a 1989 movie, so now we're doing another
0: one. We're doing another one, so you'll have to come up with some more facts. You did say it was a big year, so that's good for uh, things to happen. Yeah, yeah, there's plenty of news. But uh, you will never forget this one.
1: Death Spa. This one has uh, escaped me somehow. Um, It
0: is... uh, It's one we've enjoyed in this family before Uh, we... We certainly, my wife and I love it. This is actually my wife's pick. She has been on me since we started this podcast to do death spa. You got to do death spa. You got to do death spa. So I told her that uh, I told her that that you know eventually I would pick it, and I've decided to finally do it. Uh, very excited, and uh, maybe we could have my wife on as a special guest. What?
1: Yeah. We've never had a wife on the show. Yeah. We've never had a woman on the show. Well, it would be nice proof that I actually have one. Yeah, I don't know if I believe it after the puppetry and the robots and you, the crotchless panties.
0: You want to hear? Uh, want to hear the rundown for it? Quick, a uh, little little blurb. Hell, right. hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. This one is shapely, gorgeous, demonic, and dead. She's also insanely jealous, and one by one, the beautiful people of her husband's health club become victims possessed by her evil spirit.
1: All right, you heard it here first. Next episode, we will be reviewing 1989's Death Spa. Woohoo!
0: Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Well, Micah, we've once again become the only, the, uh, the final girls of our podcast we we joined Nancy in having that final girl role and uh it's been a this has been a wild one
1: yeah yeah society was a weird one I, I'll, I I I don't know man I'll probably watch that one again with somebody if they've never seen it and I can't wait like you to finally run into somebody else who has seen it so we can go well I, I what know
0: right it's uh it's a few and far between but this I'm glad you picked this one I had a good a good time this week
1: and thank you so much, listeners, for joining us on this long and dangerous journey. It is always a joy to have you, and we thank you so much for putting us in your ears and listening to the show. And and we we love doing this for you. Uh, and Alex, I love doing this with you. It's just nice to get to sit and talk to my friend for I don't know how long that was. Way too long. You know, I'd like to talk to you for an hour, maybe. Yeah, so this is probably that, a little this, bit more than I wanted to. This talk is to
0: overkill you. for sure uh yeah. you know but uh but whatever the case, maybe we'll get it down or we can actually do you know 15 20 minute segments and do an hour show but instead it's uh they all end up being longer than the movies we watched.
1: Yeah, I think the problem is you talk too much <laughs> I know that's it. Here um, I am doing like the perfect amount of everything and just like really really nice and tight. I give like a like a tight tight you know, <laughs> I'm trying to I talk about I, my I my tight I, my tightness and I can't get the damn I, words out. It's, uh, I'm a fraud. I'm it's a okay. Fraud.
0: That's uh, that also adds to the length of these. But thank you so much for uh, doing this podcast with me, Micah. I love you. Love you too, brother. All right, we'll see. Well, we won't see you, but you'll hear us again in two weeks for Death Spa. Death Spa. Death Spa.
1: sleazy slime ball, just trying to lure ladies back to another shunting and,
0: and my my bedside table full of little girl panties with the crotches cut out
1: <laughs> crotchless little girl panties puppets <laughs> of himself there's an r2d2 bring printed upstairs <laughs> what i'm saying is ladies run